0: And don't forget that you're never too far gone from where God wants to take you. You are loved, you are seen, and He wants to desperately know everything about you. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Let's jump into this. You know, we've been talking about all of these deep hungers that we've been given by the Holy Spirit to help us nourish not just our natural bodies, but our spiritual beings. And we have to learn to continually feed ourselves in these areas, or we'll we'll live a malnourished, uh, really a hungry life. And so first we talked about the hunger to be loved, the idea that God created a meal for us to be loved and, and to belong. And then another one we talked about is to belong to the family of God, to learn about the connection of community with Him. And then another hunger we have was the hunger to become, which we talked about last week. But this week we're talking about when everything gets met, the hunger to become, the hunger to belong, the hunger to be loved, we then, well, we have a hunger to bless other people, and that's really natural to have a life that matters. I want to start with this quote today. It's by Spencer W. Kimball, and he says this, the abundant life begins from within and then moves outward to other individuals. If there is righteousness and richness in us, then we can make a difference in the lives of others as just as key individuals have influenced the lives of each of us for the good and made us richer than we otherwise would have been. So what he's saying is, is when we begin to get those needs nourished in us, the hunger's met, well guess what? Eventually that hunger goes from inside to outside. How can my life matter? I remember one time as a young woman giving my life to Christ and all of a sudden it was interesting that often God would speak to me about being wholehearted for him but he talked about my call almost instantaneously here's how I want you to reach people here's how what I have on your life and I've said this before where there was a season when I felt like I had nothing to give and wandering down to this altar call and this whole call was what do you have to give to people and hunger to bless and I was met immediately with that thing of, I don't have anything that amazing to give. I'm not really sure like what to offer. And kind of heartbroken because of my own lack and need and not knowing where to start, knelt down by this altar call and I remember kind of crouching low, trying to make myself small because I just felt small, kind of how I felt, that's not what I wanted to do. And I was at this altar call, just crouched down, I'm really small and weeping and I said, God. I have nothing to offer you. I can't think of one thing that would bless you. And I remember him saying to me, that's true. You don't have anything right now that's that evident. But one day, your hands are going to be overflowing with the gifts that I've given you. And I think about that in our own lives. That often, we come to a place where we go, I don't really see a lot to give. And we've got to kind of go after that idea in us. Because that really shows us where there's a lack of really getting that need met. Think about Peter. It's interesting when Jesus came looking for Peter, Jesus called him as he was fishing, um, and as he was a fisherman. This was his vocation. And then eventually we find that Peter gro- grows into becoming fisher of men. He led many, many people to the Lord and became kind of this, well, this statue in our in our faith of, hey, this is, You know, this is how you win people for Christ. And I think about this in our own lives. Whatever we have in our hands, God not only will use for our benefit, but he'll use for other people's benefit. So instead of, he didn't take Peter and change everything he did. He just said, I'm gonna teach you how to fish differently. He even said that to him. Peter, I'm gonna teach you how to fish for men. And that's what we're talking about here is whatever we have in us, he's gonna show us how to utilize it for the world around us. So the core message of our hearts is that We have a desire to live beyond ourselves. It's true, in fact, the part of you that doesn't live beyond yourself is still immature and unhealthy and insecure and needs to grow up because once we start to grow up, we start to realize that life isn't just about us and even if we get all of our needs met, it doesn't leave a satisfied feeling in us that goes, okay, this was my purpose. Your purpose will never be you. Your purpose will always be other people and knowing that your life had significance, that's where purpose is found. The question we often face is, do what I have to give or what I've been given, is it enough to really bless people? I mean, I don't know about you, but that was my hang-up, and I think it's a lot of our hang-ups is, okay, now that I have this moment, I have this thing, is it going to bless everybody? And what God wants to show you is that what He's given you, it's not enough, yeah, in your own, with your own um, strength, your own energy, your own gift, but what with God's anointing, He can maximize whatever He's given you to reach people. That's kind of one of the stories we talk about in um, Soul Food is, you know, the fish and the loaves. These guys had nothing, and, and all these people are hungry, and they said, Jesus, should we go into town and get some food? And Jesus looked at them, and he said, well, what do you guys have? And he wasn't saying it to be ruthless, but he was kind of like saying, hey, you're constantly thinking outside to go, to, go get somebody else to meet the need. You go figure out a way to solve it outside of this moment. And sometimes I think Jesus looks at us and says, well, what do you have? You feed them. And they had to look around and see what they had, and I think that's sometimes what we do. We kind of think, "What can I give?" I mean, I don't have this job, I don't have this money, and I don't have this relationship. And God goes, "You bless them." We go, "Well, how would I bless them? What do you have?" Well, I've got some skills. I've got, I'm a good worker. I, I'm diligent. I'm, I'm an encourager. I, I've got some faith for this. I could pray. Start there. See how God will grow it. And we find out in the scripture that. I mean, come on! The fish and loaves became more than enough for everybody at the meal. So, one of the deep core fears that we have when it comes to ble- blessing others—and I understand this because I had this fear—was what I, what I've been given is it really enough? And the enemy loves to lie to us that what we have is not enough, and we're going to leave. We're going to be a failure, right? And failures always connected to rejection, because if I don't, what I have to give isn't accepted and it's rejected, then it was clearly the message of the heart that I didn't have enough. But God wants you to know that that's, that's a mirage, that's a lie, that what God's given us will bless others. It, you just have to find the right people that he's calling you to, and someone out there needs what you have, what you have, not what I have, what you have. So Jesus invites them into the story of blessing other people. You see, we all want to be great, especially when we're around a miracle-working God. I love that idea because you can't hang out around God. You can't hang out around the scripture. You can't hang out and read books and be around people that are living lives of faith without wanting to live your own life of faith. So sometimes I think people that don't actually want to bless people, they're not really living around a miracle-working God because they don't have any hunger for miracles. And so we've got to see that we want to reflect that which we behold, we want to become, and that's very natural. So sometimes we get so focused on the practicality of the task in front of us, when instead God wants to perform a miracle. This is what happened with those guys in the fish. They're like, okay, we need to feed people. We need to feed people. And Jesus is like, uh, it's actually more than feeding people. I wanna teach you how to actually, well, perform a miracle. I want to teach you what this looks like. I'm trying to teach you a whole nother reality. And we're like, we need the bill paid. And God goes, I'm trying to teach you faith. I'm trying to teach you how to look outside of your own resources. I'm trying to teach you to see out bigger than what you're seeing right now. So there's always a lesson in the middle of the trial that he's teaching us and growing us. So God, he looks for an invitation for us to partner with him with greater faith and greater miracle. So we've got to understand one thing, and I think this is critical. Critical is that Jesus showed the disciples that they had everything they needed for the miracle. They just needed to lean into him and figure it out with him. In fact, I would almost say that you have every ingredient you need for the miracle that God wants to put within your hands or within your life. He actually has given you all the ingredients to bless the people around you, your your generation. So you don't need to worry. Do I need to get more? Well, yeah, you're going to learn more. But the ingredients for it, It's all within you. Jesus wanted to bless these people, and he wanted to do more than they could ask or imagine. And I love that thought because feeding the people was not all that Jesus did. In fact, he showed them, gather the baskets. And I love that he had them do that. He didn't just say, okay, they've all been fed. Let's keep going. He said, get out there and gather all the food and bring it to me. I think that was more about the disciples than any of it. He wanted to show them that when he does miracles, he doesn't just do enough. He does more than enough. He does more than we could ask or think. So when we take responsibility to steward what we have, God sets miracles in our lives. They had to get up. They had to ask who had food. They had to look around. They had to look foolish. And you can imagine these guys had to ask, who has food here? (laughs) There's all these people there, and they're the ones that have to ask, hey, did anybody bring any food? They look stupid saying that. But they had to be willing to say, hey, I don't have anything. What do we have? And sometimes we can feel foolish as parents or as leaders or adults who can be like, hey, you know what? I don't have the answer to this. Who does? And that takes humility to say, I may not have all the answers for my life, but I know that if I actually reach out in faith and ask somebody to help me or ask what somebody else has to offer, I may receive the miracle because I was willing to ask. I love that. So God wants to take ordinary people and he wants us to do extraordinary things. And when God performs the miracle, there's always an overflow. So here's the five declarations I want you to hold on to this week. The first one is, God wants to include me. God wants to include me. Now, I understand we go, yeah, yeah, that's obvious. But I think there's this part of us, specifically when we feel rejected or second class or second best, there's this, the enemy loves to say, you know, you, guess what? You can be a part of the party, but you're going to have to stand and watch everybody sit at the banqueting table and eat, but you're going to have to stand back and watch. You're not that important. You don't have enough to give. You're not really that, you know, you're not the person, the key person. And what you need to understand is that God wants to include you. He's taken his table and he's like, come sit by me. I want to teach you how to be my kid in my world. Secondly, God trusts me. I want you to say that and declare that over yourself. God trusts me. God, trust me, God, trust me. I want you just to declare over yourself because you need to understand that he does. Even if you don't even trust yourself, he trusts you a whole lot more. Uh, thirdly is that I can do something. Remember, we can't do everything, but we can do something. So I can't do everything, I can't do it all, but I can do something today to put the miracle into motion. Fourth is I was made to be great and I have a hunger for a huge destiny. I love that idea. I was made to be great. Actually, I totally added a word here. It was, I was made to be great and I have a huge destiny. I want you to say that over yourself. And I'll pray this over my kids at night. Lord, I thank you that they they were made to be great and they have a huge destiny. Help us to steward this destiny. And the same in your own life. No one's ever prayed over you and you're an adult now and you're in your season of life. Pray it over yourself. God, I thank you that I have a huge destiny that's in front of me. I thank you that you're a part of that and begin to declare it. And then lastly, I want you to tell yourself and tell God and and partner with the Holy Spirit and say, I have the ingredients for a miracle. I have all that I need for the miracle at hand. I have the ingredients for a miracle. So how do we activate it this week? Not only are you declaring those five things over you and write them on your mirror, print them out, or get them in front of you and begin to declare these things. Remember, you don't always have to believe it, but if you say it, your mind takes it as truth and your spirit is, hey, it's agreeing with it and it begins to mold and affect the way we see life. So what I want you to do, I want you to find a way to bless somebody this week. It doesn't have to be extravagant. It doesn't have to cost anything. I want you to find one way to bless somebody with what you have in your hands, an ingredient in your hand. You might pay for someone's coffee. You might send somebody an encouraging note. You might pray for somebody in need, but find one thing and bless someone. Maybe somebody gave something to you and you think, gosh, I'd love to give that to somebody else. Give it to them. Maybe you're an artist. Draw somebody a picture. Maybe you're a photographer. Offer to take someone's photos for them. Whatever it is. Take that gift and say, "Okay, God, I am. I'm sewing this gift that I have. That and I need this miracle, but I'm going to sew this gift. I have some bills to pay, so I'm going to. I'm going to offer to pay for somebody else. I, I need a photographer for my own family, so I'm going to take f- photographs for this family. And really begin to sew what you need in this moment and see what God does. I love you guys. Bye bye. Well, I hope that really blessed your life. I hope that everything God is trying to get to you, you grabbed a hold of. Again, don't forget to give me a shout-out on the socials. I'm there almost every day. And if this podcast really spoke to you, would you consider leaving a review so others can find this podcast and as well as some stars? I hope you have a great day, and I'll catch you next time.